Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Christy Bear Blues. I am the one P Shark. What's going on, everybody? I'm at underscore Scott Little um, on Twitter as usual. But just for uh, you know, make sure everybody remember we pushing P or we pushing playoffs this week. I like that. I like that. This is your guy Trev, aka the Corner Man, aka the Ch- Chief of Staff of Dula Brooks Island. What's good, everybody? Hey, man, it's your boy. It's really shitty. Grizz on the rise. Hot. Hot plate, hot tamale, hot whatever you want to call it. But we're here now, throwing it down below to the big fella. Yes, sir. At your man, Tab Shakur, what it do, Grizz Nation, dishing it back to the captain, just like Steven Adams. For sure, for sure. Speaking of Big Steve, shout out to him on MLK Day for picking up Tony Bradley. <laughs> Taking on the midcourt boys, but man, shout out to the Grizz. Two and one. Real big man out here, dog. Real big man yes, matters. Sir. Yes, sir. But shout out to the Grizz, man. Two and one so far this week. We are recording before the Dallas game on Sunday, and this episode will be released on Monday after the Dallas game. So we won't get to details of discussing that game. But for the three uh, week, three game week, we beat the Bulls on MLK Day. Um, then we had COVID issues happen. Desmond Bain, Kyle Anderson, and Tyus Jones. All went down. I think Killian Tilly had went down as well, but I think he came back since then. But we beat the Bulls on MK Day. And after that, we went to Milwaukee shorthanded, but um, John Jaron finally had a game together where both of them played well together. And uh, we came close, uh, got within three within like the last two minutes, but Milwaukee ended up closing us out as defending champs. Uh, our first loss in Milwaukee's new arena. We were 2 0 in that arena to so stay open, you know, so they finally got a win against us at home. Uh, but then go to Friday and we go to Mile City in Denver and go on the show, man. John Morant, 38 points. Uh, Zaire Williams had a great game. De'Anthony Melton finally got his shot back rolling and the Grizz pulled out the W in Denver. Yeah. So what are y'all thoughts for this week? Um, I'm really excited for the week. Um, I thought it was a really productive week, honestly. Um, the two games I'm going to focus on, uh, the Milwaukee loss really didn't, it didn't, you know, I'm really not too concerned about that. Um, but the two the two big wins first, um, the Grizzlies against Chicago on MLK Day on national television. Y'all know how I feel about those type of games. You know when this when the spotlight is on, I kind of like for the the Grizzlies to rise to the challenge and win those games too. So you got a really good win against against um, against a Bulls team, and then to go get the win um, in Friday on Friday against Denver, I thought was like really really like I thought that was a probably one of the better wins of the season. Um, Charger, which you just mentioned, you know, COVID has hit the team again. So you're down Desmond Bain. Um, you're still without um Dylan Brooks. Um, I think Cal Anderson 
Cal Anderson is out as well. So again, here again, the, the Grizzlies are shorthanded and they go into Denver. Um, or not a healthy Denver team, but uh, you know, it's a it's a tough atmosphere. Tough. Um, the the altitude is up there is just it's a lot different. And so for them to gonna go in their short man, um, and still get that the dub against Denver, um, amongst the the run that Denver made in the third quarter, I thought was really impressive. Um, John Moran in the first half was unguardable. Nobody for the Denver Nuggets can to stay in front of him. But you know, he got he got help from DeAnthony Melton. He got help from Zaire Williamson. Zaire Williams, he got help from everybody else on the roster. And so that's what led them to a really solid win. So those two uh, big ones are the ones that I'm focused on. Yeah, for me, this week was a big-time statement week for the Grizzlies. You would have wanted the Grizzlies to at least come out on the positive side of things on the W column, which they did. They're currently 2-1 before the Dallas game. Um of course, we're going to not necessarily ignore the Milwaukee game. Uh, you do have to commend the Grizzlies for putting forth at least an effort to uh, keep that game close. And to the scholar's point, they got it down to at least three before Milwaukee pretty much show why they're the defending NBA champions and eventually pulled away. Um, the game Monday on MLK Day against the Bulls, you definitely had to get that game, of course, nationally televised. The Grizzlies' luck on MLK Day has, hasn't always been the greatest, so it was Great to see the Grizzlies finally get off the high and get in the W column on MLK Day. But to go into Denver against a relatively good Nuggets team, um, despite, you know, missing their key pieces and pretty much handled Denver the way that they did was let is letting everyone know that, hey, Memphis is here and we're not going anywhere for any time, anytime soon. Um Kudos to Zaire Williams, who's looking more and more comfortable in the rotation. Uh, I think he had his career high in the Denver game with 17. Uh, the Anthony Melton shots, the Anthony Melton shot started to fall. So shout out to him as well. Um, this Grizzlies team is rolling, man, and I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. So again, shout out to the Grizzlies for a great, great week. Shout out to John Jaron for finally starting, for finally developing some chemistry that we've been looking for practically since they both have gotten into the league. So, um, and again, just kudos and shout out to the Grizz. Yeah, I, I want to acknowledge I was wrong about our game uh, on Monday, and I'm glad I was wrong. Uh, the Bulls, I thought we were going to be a lot hungrier for a win, and they were not. Um, and we mopped the floor with them on national TV, um, if you ask me. Um, and I don't want to hear COVID protocols or injuries and all that. Um, you're talking about a team that's been dealing with this for the past two years plus. Um, and one thing that I always preach to even my players, um, it's on the back of our warmups now, is no excuses. Um, I don't care what's going on. There's no excuses. You know, it's all effort. Um, and so big game there. To everyone's point, yeah, we were undermanned um, against the Bucks, and And also we didn't like get blown out by the Bucks, right? Um, we kept it. I can't remember the largest deficit we were in, um, but regardless of the fact, that's the champs. Those are the champs for a reason. And for us to go to their place in Milwaukee um, and only come out there with lose my, I think like four uh, points, something like that. Um, that's a great, great job by us. And that's also to the point where I made, it wasn't last show, but the show before that, in order to win a playoff series, you're going to need your bench. Um, there's no series that's going to go with all of your leaders or your stars are going to win every ball four games. It just does not happen like that. 
Um, and so fast forwarding also now to the Nuggets game, the Nuggets game was the best game for me. One, because we went to the Nuggets to win. Two, right now, if everything were to cease and desist, we would line up right now to play the Nuggets. And to know that we can go to Denver and win one means we can probably get them in five, um, if you ask me, um, if this was a series or when it does become a series. Um, yes, I like the John Jaron show, um, but I need to see more than one game um, of that. Um, I've given my kudos back to Triple L. Um, sometimes I call him Jerome because uh, Jerome's in the house. Um, and so, Watch your mouth. Cause he been balling. Watch your mouth. Cause he been balling. That I, I'm trying to give him. You know, Jerome. Jerome. I'm trying to give him. I'm trying to give him. I'm trying to give him his shit. Nineties right here, Um, but Jerome is in the house. I mean, he he didn't he didn't put that uh, cowboy boot through the door. Um, he got Pam. Yeah, I know if y'all know, you know, Martin references, but I will bring it back. Um. But, like, legitimately, like, he's playing a lot better uh, right now. And somebody asked us last week about him going to the five. No, keep him where he's at. People have asked us about Steven Adams. Should we get? No. Did y'all not see what happened on Martin Luther King Day? Aquaman moved all of the Justice League back uh, to take care of him. So I stand with this team. We are going to stand packed with this team. But also, this is a podcast and a group of men that are going to acknowledge when they're wrong. And I'll be the first one to admit when I'm wrong about something. But we're going to acknowledge the truth as well. We are two and one. We are on the rise. Big fella, what you got for him? So I do got a question. When you, when are you going to change it from Triple L to his actual name, Triple J? Like, what does Jaren have to do at this point to, to, to convince you otherwise? That's great. Um, I can start going down to maybe a JL. Um, so to speak, but Jerome in the house, I like Jerome better than Triple L. Um, but for me, see what I mean? At least he gets one of his J's back. Um, so let's say, let's say he's back to Jerome. Um, but yeah, yes, that's part of it, but just more consistent basis. Um, and I want him to, if we're going to call him a star or an all-star, I need to see it on a consistent basis, not just once here or twice a week. Um, ja is showing he's at MVP caliber, and he's showing that game in and game out. He does not take a game off. Um, and so I just need the same from Jerome. That's all. Hey, Jerome and Clutch lately, though, two game-winning shots from the three-point line from the same That's what I'm asking. One more time. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I definitely get you on the, on the consistent part. Um with the Bulls game, like y'all broke everything down beautifully, so I just add my two cents, and we can definitely keep it rolling. But as far as the Bulls game go, uh, shout out to John and the team for using that moment on ESPN. Get more of those national eyes on us because the Grizz are the real deal. Um, TNT. Talk more about them for TNT. I'm, hey, I love TNT. I know I love TNT. It's the other network I got a problem with, but we won't have to name that right now because we're speaking positivity. Um, as far as a buzz game, um, uh, I know we said we, they got within three. We saw their energy, and I like that the I like that we lost it because the Bucks showed us that there is there are levels to it, right? Like they are the defending champs for a reason. We got within three. Bucks was like, all right, let's turn up. Giannis, they did their thing. That's like, all right, let's let's go and win this. So it, it actually kind of, in my opinion, kind of showed the Grizz like it's like I said, there's levels to it. Let, let, let's keep let's keep progressing. Let's keep getting better, but just know that you can turn it up a notch too. And I think the Grizz still young, still definitely young, but. That was, that was one of them games where, he, even though we're missing players, of course, 
it, 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 it was a good game. Nuggets game, I knew it was going to win that one. No interior defense, like I continue to say on podcasts. The Nuggets literally couldn't defend anything in a paint. <laughs> so um, if you were to look at the playoff standards right now and the playoffs were to start today, of course, we would play the Nuggets, and that's money I'm putting on the Grizzlies to win that. Um, so I'm pretty sure we're going to talk more about the playoffs for sure. Yeah, before Sharky goes real quick, to your point, too, when you're talking about there's levels to this, you could definitely make the case about that with the Milwaukee game because even prior to the matchup against the Grizzlies, the Bucks would show up against primary big-time teams, but yet they would kind of take the night off against teams they're supposed to be, and they often find themselves on the losing end. So right. um, the fact that the game was actually not only close but actually winnable for the Grizz set, says a lot about the Bucks, but it also says a lot about the Grizzlies as well. So. And if I can add on to that, is also the respect of the Grizzlies have within the league is also being transcended as well to where the champions are showing us more of that respect or else they could have been like, Oh, y'all ain't got enough players. Cool. Giannis, you can sit Milton. You can sit. You know what I mean? But that wasn't the case. They wanted to beat us just as bad as we wanted to beat them. And that is us on the rise. Sure, for sure, man. Agree to all y'all sentiments. Uh, we can go on forward to Twitter questions. Got you. Um, and for our followers, thank you guys, everyone that always comes and shows support uh, on the show and is asking us questions as well. Um, to keep the show going, uh, we will start with uh, Zach. No, Randolph. I mean, we've kind of addressed this question already uh, within our previous podcast. So this will be a quick question. Um, Zach, no, Randolph at DBL tree two, two, seven. This team is really good and playing well right now with the trade deadline looming. Where could this team get better in the trade market? Just for purposes of the show, uh, we'll go reverse order. So we'll throw it down to the big fella first, then Trevor Skyler from there. Where could they get better at? Um, Really their bench. Like you don't want to mess up anything with the starting lineup, of course. Like starting to the season, we had, you know, I wanted Kyle Anna to start, but we didn't expect Bain to turn up the way that he did. So you don't want to mess up that, especially when Dylan Brooks coming back. You don't want to mess up that. But as far as advancing in the playoffs, you couldn't have said it even better. That bench helps. So at this moment, I love our bench. Me personally, I wouldn't make a move at the trade deadline, to be honest with you. But if we were to make a move, I think we got, and I can't believe I'm saying this, we have the front office that I believe in to make the right move. So I don't expect anything to happen, but if it does, it'll make our team better going forward. Yeah, for me, I believe um, adding depth to the bench definitely would be a huge uh, thing the Grizzlies could look to for the trade deadline. Um, I'm more of a proponent. There's never not enough. There's never too much shooting on the floor. Um, and when I look to the Grizzlies bench, it's not much, uh, not much snipers from the three point line, man. Um, and that's definitely an area the Grizzlies could look to improve, especially for the bench, especially when Dylan Brooks comes back. Because you're gonna have Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain out on the floor at the same time, more than likely in the starting lineup. And then once those two go out, and once Triple J goes out, then who's in the game outside of maybe Killian Tilly that's gonna space the floor for you? So, um, it's never too much. You can never have too many shooters on your squad. So I would definitely, if I were looking to make a move for the trade trade deadline to boost the team and boost the bench, I would definitely look to add more shooting. Yeah. And I would try to, you know, double click to that point and say, if you can find like a three and D veteran type player, that's what I would probably go and look for. Um, and more so specifically, 
for Dylan Brooks purposes if he's not healthy enough for the playoffs is what my concern would be. I think currently right now, top to bottom, the Grizzlies have probably one of the better rosters in the league. Um, but I can't find anywhere throughout that lineup where there's like that veteran guy that's been through playoff, you know, series. He's no, he's had those runs with LeBron. He's had those runs with KD. He's had those runs, you know, defending that type of player. And Dylan Brooks certainly can do that. But what if Dylan Brooks is not available? Who do the Grizzlies turn to for that? So that's that's the only thing. That's the only, you know, negative that I can find in the, in the Grizzlies roster right now. But I think currently constructed the, the Grizzlies are fine. And I don't I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't adjust the roster at all um, come the trade deadline. And it's kind of looking back at the summer like that's kind of why I wanted to keep Rondo. I know looking back at it is like I see why. But imagine what Rondo would be doing with this squad right now. Gabby, do you want to input anything there um, about any realistic trades for before the trade deadline? I got, I got nothing. I said keep the team is intact. Uh, maybe, like what Trevor said, maybe another shooter. But I mean, Dylan Brooks is supposed to come back. So, really, there's no trade out there that I want to see. All right. Question. To Skylar's point about the uh, veteran, and feel free to say no. He's out there on the market. He's a veteran presence that's been uh, in playoff basketball and playoff situations. Would you sign Paul Millsap? Uh, maybe it, it. It. I don't know. It's just I'm not sure. Signing and trade are two different things. He answers the question. Yes, but I. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have. I literally don't. Yeah, have it, it'll no. It'll literally just be a. It'll literally just be signing them because he's. Yeah. He, he, they, him, and the Nets are parted ways. So that's I, I, with with the kind of culture that we have and the kind of and where he would fit within the bench. I like it because you won't have even though like Tillman and Clark are there progressing everything. Like you kind of do bring that veteran in that we need. We kind of you he'll get a little eight nine points. So you know off the bench, you know a few rebounds that we'll need. You know from our bench. So I, I kind of like it, but. You know, that's going to kind of stop Tillman and Clark from getting on. And now that I think about it, like, I'm not sure if that's what Paul Millsap would want to do. Because at the end of the day, coming from what his situation was in Brooklyn, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure he wanted Clark. But if he comes to the Grizzlies, will he get Clark too? So will you get Clark, you know, going from Brooklyn to Memphis? And then, like, I don't know. I just, I can't see him, like, giving up what potentially could be, you know, a championship ring for him, you know, to – to kind of you know seal his career and you know will he look at the Grizzlies that same way? Would he want to come you know with no disruptions, with no like I'm solely here to help y'all? Would he be willing to do that? And if the answer is yes, truthfully, then hey, make that move. But I'm not sure if that's something he's willing to do. Yeah, I don't. Um, to, to answer the question, and we'll move on with the next question um, from my followers. If he's if he's here to do like a Udonis Haslam and like be a coach to the bigs outside of the court um, and it's in if we need him for like two or three minutes, then yes. Um, but to take away minutes from people, players that are developing, I do not see that. Um, I believe that Brandon Clark could learn a lot from Paul Millsap with the way that they play and their their size. I think that that I think Jared that could too. I think Jared um, could too because when people hear the name Paul Millsap, they're like, who? But let's not forget, he was an all-star at one point. Consistently right. in the paint, he would give you 15 a night, and that's something that we that can help Jaren Jackson. So. <laughs> Agree. Um, so speaking of this, right, and, and moving forward, um, 
guy Zane. Zane, thanks for checking in again, man. Uh, Z a y n, and it's at it's at it's Zane i t z z a y n underscore. Question: uh, We'll start with Shark, and then move our way around with Cap. What are your realistic predictions for the Grizzlies in the postseason? I feel like the sky is the limit, but having to be potentially Lakers, Nuggets first, then back to back series against the Warriors and Suns, then the Eastern winner. I think the conference finals is our ceiling. Um, so again, we'll start with Cap. What are your realistic predictions for the Grizzlies this upcoming postseason? And then we'll work our way around. Um, second round, it's not a realistic prediction. Get the first round win. It's a step forward from last year. But uh, to Zane, it's Zane's point, and shout out to him again. Um, conference finals, I think that is the ceiling. I don't see us getting past the conference finals. But uh, it would be nice if we get there by the second round. Because more likely the second round, we'll play Golden State of Phoenix. And as well as we match up with them in Golden State in the regular season, playoff is a different piece. Like, we, we all know that. I've seen – Remember a couple of years back in 2011 or something, I remember the Bulls had beat the Miami Heat with LeBron in you know, three, three games to zero during the regular season, and the Heat beat doing five games in the playoffs. So we all know playoffs is a different beat. So give me a second round. It's not realistic expectation. You go ahead, Shark. I mean, go ahead, go ahead Skyler. Then yeah, okay. Uh, I was going to make Um, but no, I, I I agree with Sharky, and um, but I will also agree with um, sorry the 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 guy's name, uh, Mr. Zane. Um, I think very well the Grizzlies could make it to the conference finals. Um, what you see across the league now, especially when it comes to the playoffs, and again, playoffs are totally different. Um, but what I see on a nightly basis with John Morant, I, I can't see anybody in the league being able to stop him for stretches. Well, not necessarily stretches of games, but multiple games throughout like a playoff series is what I'm saying. And, it could very well be the second round playoff. It could be a second round, you know, potential exit or something like that, which I'm fine with. But it could very well be they make it to the conference finals because at the end of the day, we've seen for as long as we've all watched basketball, LeBron can go on runs, KD can go on runs, and it could be damn who's guarding him. Like it doesn't matter. And so what I've seen from Ja, you know, on the court physically, but also mentally. It's his ability to say, I can put y'all on my back. We're going to get this dub. However, we're going to get this dub. If I need to go get 35, I'll go get 35. If I need to, you know, scale back my scoring and I need to, you know, hit Triple J for, you know, to hit the game with a shot, then I'll do that. His ability to really understand and read the game now these days is, is amazing. And to, I said all that to say, I'm not sure what the grit, like, I'm not sure what the playoffs looks like, but it looks very, very scary in my opinion, for if it's the Grizzlies, if it's the Lakers, not if it's the Grizzlies, if it's the Lakers, if it's the Nuggets, whomever, whomever. If you see that you have to play the Grizzlies in a first-round matchup or a second-round matchup, I think you're going to be, you know, up all night trying to figure out how you're going to stop this team. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. 
It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snacket. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Absolutely. But um, to Cap's point, I, I believe my realistic expectations for them is just to win the playoff series. Um, so just win that first round and then just advance. If they're able to advance even further and overachieve, then, of course, that's great. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, and that's very well uh, capable of happening because we all know the playoffs is all about matchups, like who you match up well with. And to be honest with you, I, I see every team right now that's currently in the standings in the playoffs, the Grizzlies can match up with and have shown that they can beat them at least four out of seven. If, if, if given, if there was a seven game series, uh, but realistically, uh, if we could just get a playoff series, win, I would be okay. I would not be surprised if the Grizzlies were in the conference finals or even in the finals. It's just how well the Grizzlies have looked as of late. If everything maintains itself, there's no reason why to say, Hey, why not us? Why not go for it all? Um, but yeah, to answer the question realistically, a first round series, just just win a playoff series for right now. I don't, so I'm realistically, Trevor, I'm definitely with you. Like, this is that team, like, the sky's literally the limit. Like, we've seen the team start off crazy and then go on a 10, 11 game streak, whatever it was. But realistically, if you look at where we are now, we can definitely make it to the second round for sure. And then we'll have to go against either Phoenix or Golden State. Golden State, we can take to seven games. I also feel like we can do that for the Phoenix Suns. It all depends on health. <laughs> It all it all really depends on health for one, but for two, the Phoenix Suns are from top to bottom the best constructed roster in the league, and I think that we got to pay attention to that. When we played them uh, in December, they were missing Aiden and Crowder. Of course, it's next man up, but let's be realistic. So, if we were to face that Phoenix team, they're literally looked at how they lost in the finals and went and got players that have helped them get back to the finals and win. <laughs> so that's a, that, that's kind of a matchup I kind of want to stay away from. I'm kind of more worried about the Suns realistically as a Grizz fan than I am the Warriors. So, but I think we can definitely make it to the second round. Definitely. Yeah. Um, to give even more context before I give my answer, if you look at the just last two years of the NBA and the playoffs itself, yes, it was in a bubble. Um, so what? Um, but no one said Miami Heat are going to go to the finals against the Lakers. No one said that, um, realistically. No one said last year that the Suns were going to go from the two seed and make it all the way to the finals, right? No one said the Hawks were going to go all the way that they went to Eastern Conference Finals because of Ben Simmons um, be tripping. But anyways, regardless of the fact, you never know what is to be expected until you get into that situation. So to me, yes, realistically, anything less than winning the first round is a slap in the face to Memphis Grizzlies and the organization, if you ask me, because of everything that is here and in front of us. To make it to that next step, to go to your point, to um, talk about taking any team to a seventh game, I think that is even more realistic to where we're at now because we're building 
how to win, especially in these types of situations. So you never know what could happen. You never know what injuries can happen. Um, and that's on both sides of, the, of the, us having injuries, along with anyone else having injuries as well. The Suns didn't expect LeBron and K and AD to go down. Um, and the list can go on, right? Um, no one expected Clay Thompson to go down in the finals three years ago um, and gave Kawhi his ring. But I'll talk about that at a different time. But regardless of the fact, second round for sure, and anything short of six games in the second round to me is nothing to sleep at but that's what i would like for us to get at least to six games um and prove our point to let them know that we'll be back again next year as well um let's keep the wheel rolling with them um so thanks again zane for checking in and we'll look forward to answer your question again next week zane because i know you're going to listen to us um then we have one more question from uh fellow lbr brother um pastor savage um right now saying look at the schedule for the top three teams in the west so we've been talking about who we would match up then afterwards, right? Um, whether it be the Suns or the Warriors. His question is, looking at the schedule for the top three teams in the West, I think the Grizzlies will be the number one seed by March. I didn't put a date on the March, but we'll say March 1st. Am I crazy? So is he crazy? Um, and anyone can start picking up on this one. Is he crazy to believe? I believe the Grizzlies are five and a half back right now mm-hmm. as we're so, recording. So um, actually, I'm on the last part, we actually discussed, well, I actually brought up the point of how easy, like really easy the February schedule is, um, considering the amount of teams that we play that are A, below 500, and two missing players that are going to be out for a long time. Um, so by March, I for sure think that we can be number one, but I don't think we'll keep that, you know, for the rest of the season. Because if you look at our last five game in, in games in April, which could definitely determine, you know, playoff season, those could get a little tricky. If you look at, you know, even really the last couple weeks of March, it kind of get a little hard. So by March, I think we can possibly have the number one seed, but I don't think we'll, we'll keep it uh, for the rest of the season. He's not crazy at all because I'm looking at February schedule. There's literally only one back-to-back. There's literally only one back-to-back uh, that the Grizzlies will have to play during this, and it is relatively easy. Uh, but for me, for that to even be a possibility, that that's gonna have to start with the very first game in February against the Knicks in MSG. The game is supposed to be on ESPN, so if another prime opportunity for the Grizzlies to, and Ja Morant to let people know that Memphis is here and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Like I literally, I'm looking at the schedule in February by March first. If everything breaks correctly. Memphis could potentially be at one. Like I said, it's relatively easy. Maybe, maybe the Bulls catch the grid slipping in in the in the rematch back in Chicago later on that month. But I, I really just I could see it. I, I'll just leave it at that. I, I could see Memphis potentially being at one. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's 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 out of the question. I'm going to look from the standpoint that um, Draymond Green for the Golden State Warriors here. And we've we've seen Golden State take a step back, or they don't look as fluid. Which I mean, for you know most basketball heads, you kind of know that you know you understand the importance of Draymond Green. So they they're without him for the next couple of weeks, um, and so I'm not sure what that looks like for the Golden State Warriors because I'm pretty sure they're going to mentally start thinking about you know making sure Steph gets to the playoffs healthy, make sure Clay gets to the playoffs healthy. 
So you never know what they may do there. Um, and then you never know. I'm not sure what Phoenix schedule looks like. Um, but so I won't say it's out of the question. I can definitely see us getting to two um, and then really getting to two and staying at either two or three until the end of the season. Yeah, Captain, do you want to intervene about that one? Do you think that we can make it to the number one seed and possibly keep it? Well, let's say at least the number one seed by March 1st. It's not crazy. Uh, I could see it happening. Got you. And uh, just for a point of clarity, um, we talked about the Suns. I'll just bring this to light really quickly and then we can move on. Um, the Suns versus Utah back-to-back. Uh, they play at Brooklyn February 1st. Um, I'm just looking at their harder games at Bulls on February 7th, at Philly February 8th, Milwaukee February 10th, um, and they play the Jazz again on February 27th. Um, and so that's their schedule. Um, and, of course, Skyler or Trevor, I think, kind of pulled up the other schedule as well. We have very winnable games. That is also what scares me as well is they're so winnable. Do we overlook them? Um, but I think we've done an awesome job here recently, which is making sure we take care of business for 48 minutes and not look past the next 48. Um, so let's keep that intact um, as we move forward. Think about the next 48. Um, our schedule for next week. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, definitely keep in mind that we're recording before um, the, the Sunday um, evening game against Dallas. So I think we can all say, you know, that we'll, we'll win the game. So Grizzlies will go into this week um, 33 and 16 with a matchup against the Spurs on Wednesday. The game is in San Antonio, a game against the Jazz on Friday. The game is um, at Club Fredericks Forum. And then a game uh, Saturday against the Wizards again um, at the Club FedEx Forum. So three games on the slate uh, for this week. Uh, for the Grizzlies uh, in the order of, let's go with uh, Sheedy, uh, Trevor, um, then Took, Captain, then I'll go last. Um, what do you guys have the Grizzlies, you know, win-loss? What do you guys think the Grizzlies will do this week? Um, so I know we got the, the Spurs uh, that re, well, not rematch, but the rescheduling of that. Um, and then the Wizards is the second of a back-to-back, -back, I believe, right? Um, yeah. So, excellent. Thank you. Um, so for to me, to me this week, streak. Give me well before no. Um now, nah, wait, no. It really would have been five, five no, because of the nugget. Going back to, yep. going, to the, going back to the Denver game. Yeah. Yep. So actually give me give me three and oh this week. Mm -hmm. Um, which means we'll be five and oh and streaking. And again, we're on the rise. I love it. You know what? I'm going to take some of that stock as well. I think the Grizzlies will be streaking as well. I, I just Utah has been on the fritz. I don't even know if Donovan Mitchell is going to be back by then because he's been out with a concussion. They just got Rudy Gobert back, which to be honest, really doesn't make that much of a difference. Um, the Wizards game, I'm definitely going to kind of take a little caution to because it's a you know the second of a back to back. But it's at home, so I, I I think Memphis could really you know take care of business. And then assuming uh, the Grizzlies took care of business against Dallas uh, tonight, uh, yeah, 
I I think the Grizzlies will be streaking. So by the time we record next week, they'll be on a five game winning streak. Y'all know me, man. When we go streaking, hey, let, let, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, I got the streak going. I'm gonna join it. Um, the Jazz, they out, out without Donovan Mitchell. That last two games, really three games, been which have been subpar. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like they they went almost head up with the Pistons. They lost to the Rockets. They went head up with the Lakers. I mean, that that's like a game we can definitely win. So I'm gonna go there, bro. Um, win against. Win against the Jazz, win against the Mavericks, of course. Win against the Spurs. Um, that's still trying to find out who they are. Um, that that should be a dub right there. Then the Wizards, I think that'll probably be the more competitive game of the week. So got got the Grizz uh, winning. Let's keep the streak going. Cap it's on you. Yeah, hey, I repeat the games. Yeah. So uh, uh, San Antonio on Wednesday. Uh, um, at, um, in Memphis against the Jazz on Friday, in Memphis against the Wizards on Saturday. Oh man, give me 3 0. 3 0. Let's go. Folks. Give me 3 0. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Our five going streaking. Let's get it. Let's go. One, two, three, four, five. We're going five and oh, y'all. So, regardless of whatever, I guess, whatever, regardless of whatever I was going to say, I have no choice but to say. That the Grizzlies yeah, were going undefeated for the rest of the week, right? Come on, look at this. Come on, man. Who would have known? Yeah, so I'll I, I do the same. Uh, I'm not too worried about the Spurs. The Spurs have not looked anything like what the Spurs you thought even would probably look like after. No, they've been with Greg Popovich for quite some time. So they, I'm not worried about them. Um, the big game for me is, you know, on Friday against the Jazz. I kind of want to see again what the Grizzlies – their deep, their um, three-point defense looks like. That's what I'm going to be, you know, concerned about because, uh, you know, the Jazz are definitely going to get their threes up. And so, again, it's the you know, regular season is different from the postseason, but I want to see what they potentially, you know, what that matchup will put to, what that matchup would look like if we played them in the postseason. So, but I still think at the end of the day, the Grizzlies um, take that game. I'm not sure who on Utah's roster can stay in front of John Morant. Uh, he'll be ready to come back home. And so uh, I think they'll take that. And then the Wizards are the Wizards. I think at some point soon, they're probably going to start. I'm um, going to hit a lot of rumblings around uh, Bradley Beal leaving sometime soon, too. So, yeah, I ain't no choice but to say that they'll go undefeated for the rest of the week as well. They'll be 5 0 by the time we record next week. I said Jerome in the house. <laughs> I'm tripping. Cool, cool, cool. Well, it does it for this episode, guys. Anybody got anything else? Nope. Don't forget, we're pushing P or we're pushing playoffs. Desmond Bain, three-point shootout champion, most improved player. You heard it here first. Hey, man. Just happy to be a part of the ride, bro. Go Grizz, man. Yep, yep. Let's get it, man. So, remember to follow us on Twitter at starting five, number five, MEM. Follow the Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on the network, the 3D podcast, Core 4 podcast, GBB Live, and the Longview. And remember, remember to follow me on Twitter at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore S K Y L I T O, all caps. I'm at underscore Scott Lee Yeah, apparently everybody calls me League Pass Trevor now, but I'm still at the Art of Trevor on Twitter. And of is still a preposition. And I'm at Tev Shakira, man. Once again, appreciate y'all for rocking with us. 
and I, and I guess I'm, I, it's really shitty. I guess it's just me. Just me. It's okay, bro. My bad, man. <laughs> hey, y'all know Steven Adams dishing that mud. <laughs> and we got to talk about that on the next podcast. He's he the best pass on the team. Next podcast. Man. Uh, all right. Yeah. Next uh, podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. We got Josh Pass to Jaren last game. Come on, there. That's true. All right. We might have to punch the I love Big Steve and him. Let's let's pump the brakes there on me and the best passer on the team. Took him on Steven Adams to run point when Jock come out the game. Hey man. Hey, if Stones Jones ain't playing, oh yeah. Give me Steven Adams. Run that point center, man. Come on. All right, y'all, man. Until next time, man. Thank you.